open it and stick your head out and yell. I'm as Welcome to iStream TV. Uh, we are live from Brighton Music Conference from the Audio Mango Van. And I am welcoming into our studio... Charlie T. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Uh, we could do a bit of sunshine here at the moment. That would be my one criticism, but otherwise, great. Yeah, we are, the sun is not shining for us at the moment, but it's cosy in the van. It's very warm. And we're van. out of the bright and breezy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the important stuff. The bright and breezy. So, so uh, what brings you to the conference this year? How are you participating? So I'm very busy this year. Um, I've just spoken on the Lady of the House panel. Um, I'm doing another panel in a little bit all about radio with Jay from Radio 1. Uh, and then tomorrow we're doing the 30 years of Ram Records panel. And then I'm doing another panel tomorrow with Skiddle talking about more inclusive lineups. Uh, and Nathan X from Unorthodox. And I'm playing tonight for the Lady of the House after party busy busy <laughs> busy, busy. Yeah. <laughs> keeping yourself busy is that yeah. the way you like it i mean yeah wouldn't have it any other way might might try and sneak in a sneaky drink at some point though because that's you know needs to be I done i just had but... my first uh aperol spritz <gasps> it was good game changer yeah they're I'd my favorite for, yeah we'll go for an aperol spritz afterwards yeah oh 100 <laughs> straight to the bar so tell us when did you first realize that you wanted to become a dj oh that's a very good question uh Usually people ask me, when did I become a DJ? So it's nice to ask me, when did I want to become a DJ? I think when I probably realized I wanted to do it, but didn't realize it was possible, being a woman at the time I started, uh, was when I watched Chase and Status. I would have been 18 at uni, watching them tour their More Than A Lot album. Uh huh. And yeah, I kind of, I remember I had this really pivotal moment where I was at the front of the stage and I looked up at them and I was like, that is the best job in the world showcasing music to people in a crowd and just feeling the energy and I was like I will never do a job that cool I genuinely thought that at that time and then uh, some of the guys I used to knock about with <coughs> sorry at a pub I was working at uh, had decks and I used to have a go at after parties they're like you're crap get off get off you can't beat match it sounds crap and um, yeah get the girl off yeah, yeah. and then uh, I actually I actually started presenting on drum bass arena tv DMB tv and I was into music that way before I actually started DJing. Right. So I'd done a season in Ibiza as well. And again, we had decks in the flat, but I tried to DJ. And it's like, no, you're crap. Don't touch it. <laughs> um, and it wasn't until I saw B-Traits playing at Fabric one night. And I was like, oh, there's a girl doing it. Yeah. Hold on a minute. Yeah. It's not just a boy thing. And yeah. it was that that moment a couple of years later that I was like, there was very few it. females in the drum and bass scene, wasn't there? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Growing up, you had like Storm, B-Traits, Obviously, DJ Fly. Yeah, there were there are very few kind of growing up. Uh, it, yeah, it, it's true what they say. You can't be what you can't see. It really yeah. is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you can't see anybody doing it, you think, well, that's just not that's something just I the can way do. It. Yeah, there's no room for me. There's no space for me in the scene. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's that's really important. So what was the first song that made you fall in love with the music? Oh God, that's such a hard question. I feel like there were so many... I love hard questions. Yeah, I know. It's, do you know, it's for me as well, because I love so many genres of music, there were so many defining moments where I fell in love with music almost like over and over again. Mm -hmm. So when I used to listen to dance music, when I was the first sort of... My first relationship with dance music, my first moment was... I don't, I'm not proud to admit this. No offence against all the trance lovers. But I used to listen to Armin Van Buren's State of Trance podcast, uh -huh. and I had it on... We used to have a in our cupboard we used to have a computer in the cupboard and it was dial up and yeah. I, I think I used to maybe rip it 
Are you legally? <laughs> online. We've all done it, don't online. worry. Online. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was my first sort of, I was like, oh yeah, I'd heard about it. And I was like, what is this music? This is this is great. Um, that was probably like the first point, but where I really, really fell in love with it, probably when I was 18, when I went to uni, like most people, yeah. when you're legal to fully go and rave and immerse yourself and you're in music And you're allowed to properly. go out. Yeah, properly. definitely, yeah. yeah let um, your hair down. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of a pivotal track. Uh what was my first? Okay, we'll go for the first record I bought. Junior Jack Thrill Me was the first record I bought on vinyl. Junior Jack there Thrill Me, yeah. there we have it. Nice, I like that. So what do you love most about being a DJ and what do you dislike about it? The thing I love the most is sharing music with strangers on a dance floor. Like I can, I would have never met a person, but I'll have already had a full on conversation with the music, with no words, with the person on the front and had made a connection, having not said a word to each other or even met. I feel like, honestly, music is the most powerful tool in that way. It's magic. I've, I've, there's no other job like it that does that. Um, so that's my favorite thing about being a DJ, showcasing music to people. Uh, least favorite thing. I, I wanna say social media, but I also am aware that social media has helped me a lot in my career. <laughs> so I want to say sometimes social media when it's forced. Social yeah, media, yeah. Yeah. Social media when it's forced and having to kind of keep up appearances when it doesn't feel as authentic mm. and a bit more tiring, mm. I'd say. Yeah. So basically music speaks a thousand words that you wouldn't actually be able to relate to all of those people. Yeah. Um and uh, yeah, it's a it, it's a hard one on that with DJing as yeah. <laughs> There's there's tough bits, isn't mm. there? And it's seen, it is hard as well when so many people uh, want to be a DJ and then somebody goes, oh, what's bad about it? You go, well, I don't want to moan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, DJ's <laughs> complaining. You know, I don't want to moan. I don't want to be seen moaning. But social media is um, it's a big thing. Yeah. It's it's uh, uh, very consuming. Yeah, it is. Very um, consuming. And, and I think it's a, it's a, um, a tightrope for especially female mm. artists um to to get that balance on it yeah. um you know it's it's very easy to go down a route of flesh cells yeah. we put it like that yeah i know exactly <laughs> what you're saying you don't have to say it. i knew where you were going before you even had to point it out yeah yeah and um you know that's not what the music's about yeah. and you know we i'm in so i'm an ex post remodel that was i was a post remodel oh, 25 really? years ago nice so we know uh, i know uh, how sex how sells, works. how pictures work, how all of that kind of thing works. Um, but I think it's very important for um, girls that are coming through into the industry. Mm. And, you know, I get, and I'm sure you do all the time, as you are with the panel, mm. encouraging more females into mm. the business. And having been in it for 25 years, of course, yeah, I want more females. And, you know, so it can be very testosterone fueled at times. Mm. And, um, but, but you know, with with the female, so I see a lot of people that can be um, kind of manipulated into mm. doing the kind of stuff on social media that maybe they're not actually that mm. comfortable about. Mm. Um, and and it, you know, whether it be the record company or you know, I'll do this because that that's going to get mm. lots of likes, that's going to get lots of attention. Um, you know, tell us about how you know, tell us about how your social media works because you know. It, being on Radio One, mm. you're always going to have that kind of attention, mm. um, and uh, being a female um, and a DJ, you know, uh, tell us how it works for you, how mm. you manage it, um, and and how you manage the kind of decisions that you're going to make mm. of what you're going to put on your social media and how your influence. 
So I've what? only kind of been on radio once since August uh, last year, like covering. And yeah, I, d- I don't, to be honest, with you, I had, because someone that's been in the industry for, for 10 years now, I had the opposite effect when I started because there are a lot more females now. Maybe there is more pressure to dress a certain way. When I started, I found that I went in the opposite direction. I found myself having to wear baggy t-shirts to be taken seriously yep. because I yep. didn't want to wear any clothes that could be seen as revealing because I thought it might take away from my skill set and my music. ability. Yeah. So I like, and I've spoken to so many other women that DJed around the same time that felt exactly the same way. So I think I came from an era when it was too far the other right. way. Right, yeah. Um, but That's n- interesting. But n- and so now I'm actually enjoying that I can be more feminine and yeah. dress authentically to how I would dress outside of a DJ set. Um, mm. Having more women in the scene is great because it means with more women on the lineup, you're not just going to be highlighted and point. You know, you're not going to stand out. So I do feel like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think for me personally, I've never felt pressure to dress a certain way. I think if I post, I mean what is like scantily clad to people now I don't know like a strappy top like how how far yeah, does I mean, it go you, can, you know yeah, like yeah you can, you can go down that route all day long you know you know is that yeah. is that a bit too much cleavage yeah. is that you know I just think I just yeah I think I think it is down to the individual to kind of decide that for themselves if 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 you are doing something in your head because you think that's what people want to see and you're doing it for the right reasons, that's damaging yeah. for your mental health. Exactly. However, if you are, I don't know, there's the other way where people are like on a beach on holiday, they're in a bikini, they're like, oh, they've just posted it. It's like, well, they're on the beach on holiday yeah. in a, a place where people are all dressed like that. Exactly. I think, I think there's context to certain things. Um, I think that's yeah. a really important point. Yeah. It's what you're comfortable with. Yeah. So as long as you're very happy with what you're doing, yeah. and somebody you're not going, oh, I don't really want to do that, but that person says that it might be a good idea. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's your mental health. Yeah. It's what you're comfortable with, and as long as you you're doing what you're comfortable with, then then it doesn't matter what anybody yeah. else says on Instagram, Facebook, wherever it might be. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, as long as you're happy. Yeah. And what does it matter after that? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a really empowering and important part of it. Of uh, you know, it's 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 your life, so mm. you do what you want to do. Yeah, as long as you're not being for, like, I think that's the bottom line. If you ever feel coerced or forced into behaving a way that's not authentic to your to you yourself or how you would portray yourself professionally, exactly. yeah. that's where the line is. That's where it's wrong. Um, yeah, that's what that's what I think. And I think, do you know what, with the new generation that are coming in, like Gen Z and onwards, I think they're really good at that. They're really yeah. good at being comfortable in their authentic in selves. To a certain degree, because we've got these filters and things now, so what really is your authentic self? This is still this constant argument. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like they are in a much better place than I. the new women coming through that I meet that are DJs mm. are a lot more confident than I was when I started but maybe that's because there's more women and we rally together and we do pep talk each other a lot more it we do support each better, other yeah so yeah so it's, it's it's I don't know whether it's just that generation or they've had more females to look up to more representation to make them feel more accepted in the scene it's I catch 22 really it is but I think you're right there is yeah. you know even though it is still male dominated there's no two ways about that um you know I've had quite a few ladies in the van today mm. already um mm-hmm. and and you know, I definitely see an awful lot more females and stronger females coming coming through the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really 
it's really interesting what you said about, you know, so whether it was being, oh, I've got to dress down to fit in, yeah. or I've got to dress up to fit in, yeah. or, you know, whichever of those it is, um, it can be really hard because the media can kind of try to dictate as to what what is selling yeah. right now, or you know, what's that, that's fashion or that style. Um, being unique and individual mm. as an artist, I think, is a is the key mm. really to be able to kind of move away from all of that furor mm. and influence and because you know it, it it can get very difficult to deal with can't yeah. it you know and i i see a lot of <coughs> and it's not just females obviously we're two women talking mm. here um but for the guys as well you know yeah. my most of my experience have been looking after male djs um, and for the guys of the influence of how they've got to be and and uh, how they... That's interesting because that's a side that obviously we don't hear enough about. Um, we actually just talked about this on the panel. Uh, Connie from Fuga was talking about the fact that her job now is she's going through like all the press photos and she said there's a, there's a markable difference between the guys that are in like black jeans, black t-shirt, like just doing a serious face. And the women, it's like the, the makeup, the hair, the clothes, and there is a markable between how we have to brand and market ourselves yeah i mean i when i go on stage i definitely the music takes precedence and that's the important bit but i also wouldn't go on stage not having picked something that makes me feel confident because if i don't walk yeah. on feeling confident yeah then that's my yeah you're not gonna go in your like jamas yeah or exactly <laughs> you know? but it's but then that's but then that's maybe that's down to me and my self-esteem meaning to work on it but i maybe it's from years of having to feel like I had to prove myself in a male dominated arena, maybe that mindset's still in there. Like I still have to kind of prove myself a little bit or prove why I have to be here and maybe that's the way I look or and it's, it's always gonna be a bit validation. of that sometimes, yeah. you know, we're, we're not, you know, yeah, there's always going to be yeah. a bit of that. And um and there is that conforming or as an artist I'm I'm going to be uh, free to express myself yeah uh in the way that i want to you know on the the era i came to was came from was a um it was very flamboyant mm. part of the dance music scene you used to have to really dress up to go out to get in mm. you had to really really dress up really? um there was a lot of um djs that it was all it was a very very flamboyant scene mm. kind of 19 i'm showing my age now mm. uh, so 1995 was kind of my heyday right, okay. um a very handbag house time at that point and yeah you know, it was a what, real and people wearing heels handbags like so handbag house was the term <laughs> of the genre <laughs> right okay. it was kind of a bit cheesier hot, right yeah, uplifting yeah. house um but on that that scene at that point was very glam right really really glam um and everybody really really dressed up to go out and you know i love that yeah part. and i you know as a female I, you know i don't know about you mm. but i love dressing up yeah oh no i do i, I that's not to say i don't love it i of course i do but yeah you know and it, but i love dressing up i also like you know to be able to have the casual day you yeah know, and it's having the freedom to be able to do that yeah it's the choice it's yeah. it's not having the expectation it's if i want to do it. in the same way that if you were going to go down the puppy mates one day that's a choice if you're going to go out on a night out it's a choice mm. it's um it's i was actually completely different sex i was chatting to my mum recently about this and we were talking about professional workplaces and how at her work women are expected to wear makeup and heels mm. and it's this it's this society mm. it's the same it's the same thing isn't it it's mm. kind of it okay well is there a uniform yeah like yeah. It, that essentially is not for all 
you know female identifying and non-binary artists but it's it's I could turn up with my makeup on and no one would bat an eyelid, but I don't know. It's still the sense of like, I've, it's a performance, isn't it? Really, it's it's. Uh, I think when we're you know at the end of the day, we're in dance music culture, and you know, we are we should be free to be who we yeah. want to be, um, and show that. And I think that's an important part of you know the music, the artistic expression, and mm. the individuality as to you know how how we remember people and and how you know they stick out and mm. and. Uh, you know, keeping our minds as uh, as things go on. Mm. So tell me, what is your favourite track on your USB right now? <laughs> Can you pick one? So hard. <laughs> uh, what is my favourite track on my USB right now? Um, let's do a bit of shameless label plugging. So in a record <laughs> label and do the next track <laughs> that's coming out. <laughs> it's by uh, Dark Arts Club and uh, an artist called Shania and it's called Runaway. Say it again. Dark Tell Arts Club and Shania, and it's called Runaway. Shameless plug go. for the label. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what piece of advice would you give to anyone trying to make a career in music today? Oh, One okay. Piece. Don't take everything that people tell you as advice too personally. I think when I first started out, I had I found growing a thick skin really difficult. Right. Um, I used to take quite a lot of things personally, particularly being in radio. When you do a demo, it's like you are your personality on radio. If someone's mm. like, didn't like that, it's like, oh, they don't like, they don't yeah, like me. Yeah, you put yourself um, out there and they're like, no, yeah. I don't like that. And I think that's the same with, well, obviously I don't, but I do produce, but I haven't put anything out. But for producers that, you know, well, seasoned producers, I think they all kind of say the same because when they, especially when they give a real piece of emotive, emotive music to a label, they're giving a piece of their heart and their soul, essentially. And when it someone goes, oh, I don't really like it. Um, yeah, tr try not, I know it's difficult, try not to take things personally. Yeah. Music is very subjective. So just because one person won't like it doesn't mean another person won't love it. Exactly. So just keep going, keep trying, and you will find your place within the scene wherever it is and whatever it is. Yeah, that's really, really good yeah. advice. You know, constructive criticism is something that you do have to learn yeah. as an artist. It's hard, but you get Because there. it is really hard, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like you said, you know, you can go, oh, I've spent all this time on this most amazing track, and you yeah. send it out to your favourite DJ, and if you do get their feedback, they go, no, not for me. Yeah. And you're like, ah. Oh. Yeah, it's <laughs> deflating. It's hard. I've had yeah. it. I've had yeah. I've sent demos off for years and it's been no's and um but the one thing I will say is like the thing that I, I hope I've got better at as I've got older is just with every knockback there's a lesson to be learned and mm -hmm. as long as you learn from it yeah and you use it as an opportunity to learn from it then you will succeed and you'll get further you'll progress exactly yeah. and when you get that yes with that hundred no's you'll be forgotten yeah oh, 100% <laughs> it absolutely will and it, it is it and is it, and yeah. it does yeah, yeah totally work like that Anything else you'd like to share with us today? Anything else you'd like to tell everyone? Um, well, I guess just that I've got a record label called Total, Total Records. You can find it on Instagram. Um, yeah, check out the releases on there. It's a multi-genre label. Looking for more women producers on the label, please. Come on, ladies, where are you? non-binary artists, all-inclusive. We love everybody. Um, yeah, please hit me up with your good tunes. Amazing. So last but not least, we have a quick fire round oh, for you. Oh, go on then. A short, quick fire round. Are we ready? Yeah, ready. Okay. House or techno? T techno. Edam or Stilton? Edam. Red or blue pill? I don't know why, but blue. <laughs> have you seen The Matrix? Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the blue. Yeah, because you go down The Matrix if you take the blue one, right? Depends where you want to go, mate. I can't remember the <laughs> <film>. <laughs> okay. Is that the right answer? 
there is no right answer. Okay, right. I can't <laughs> it remember. It is up to you, okay. but we'll take it as you can't remember. I which like the colour blue, which. so that's probably why I went for it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love or money? Love. Johnny or Amber? I cannot comment. I'm not. Co- I'm not commenting. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> don't have to comment. City or countryside? City. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Glastonbury or Burning Man? Uh, let's go Glastonbury. Keep it in the UK. And or deck? Deck. <laughs> That's a very good question. They're not the same person. Pretty much. <laughs> They're always together. Uh, slow and soft or hard and fast? Oh my god. <laughs> let's. Hard and fast music. Let's go with the music. On the Some music. Small dirty. Yeah. I didn't say what I was going to say. Small dirty rave or big shiny festival? Oh, small dirty rave all day. Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Mods or rockers? Rockers. Vinyl or digital? Oh, they're both different. They're both. Mm, I'm, a, I'm an avid vinyl collector, so let's go with vinyl just for the art. And last but not least, obey the rules or fuck the place. <laughs> I work for the BBC, so I'm going to say obey the rules. <laughs> obey the rules. And there you have it. Thank you very much, Charlie. You're I welcome. really thank appreciate you it. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you very much, everybody that's listening. We'll be back in around about 15, 20 minutes for the last interview of the day with Carly Wilford. I want you to get up. <laughs>